You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, October 19th. Over the past two and a half years of this podcast, we've always given it to you straight. And today is no exception. We know COVID is waiting in the wings for its winter surge. The flu is back with a vengeance. And there's another malady sweeping the country. It only comes through these parts every 15 to 20 years. It's not very well studied or understood. We don't have elaborate poop graphs from Chipsuli. But trust me, it's real and it's on the rise. Dear listener, do you have baseball fever? Of course, we're talking about your San Diego Padres. By the time you listen to this, the Friars will have already played a game or two against the Fighting Phils. But oh, what a weekend. Did you attend any of the games? And of course, we cannot let this go without poking some fun at the overhyped neighbors to the north, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Do you know what the Dodgers and the Great Pumpkin have in common? Neither show up in October. Rimshot. And now, let's move on to meeting someone who I'm sure never misses tricks or treats. Our own Robin Chadwick. This is Mark Herzberger, Communications Manager in IT Services. Today, I'm joined by Robin Chadwick, our Service Desk Supervisor. Robin, welcome to the pod. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, why don't we start by going back in time a little, if you will forgive the cyber stalking. Your LinkedIn says you are a UC San Diego graduate with a degree in linguistics. So presuming that's true, uh, how did you get into a tech career? I hope that's true. My dad bought a computer before I was born. We had a very old IBM something <laughs> with the big green screen. And I used that from a very young age. I used to play Reader Rabbit on it as a small child before elementary school, probably even. And I had always sort of been interested in computers, but never in a formal basis. You know, in high school, I would help my teachers <laughs> with their computers. Mm -hmm. And I took a few kind of offhand type of classes like HTML and stuff at the time. And when I started at UCSD, I was a freshman. And I was just looking for a student job. And the one that I applied for was, you know, working with Max, which is what we had had at home at that time. And so I applied and they hired me. I thought I knew a fair amount at the time, but I knew nothing. <laughs> Once I graduated a couple of years later, I worked over the summer because you can work as this as a mm -hmm. summer, as a student employee. And then they were like, hey, why don't we just hire you? And I said, okay. <laughs> and here we are. All right. So what, like what, that. what was that department you started with as a student? And was that the same as the first post-grad job? Yeah, I was working for the SIO administrative computing. It was called at the time. Uh, and we supported the, the business office for scripts, oceanography, and several of the other business offices in that VC unit. So there were different units around scripts and we would support their business people. I know you worked at you know SIO for a 
many years. What are the, many. some of the, yeah, what are some of the things you did? Uh, I started off as the, as the gopher, uh, you know, part of my job every day was taking backup tapes up and down the hill where they were stored oh. to our offices, where the servers were. And it was literally just carrying them back and forth. I had a whole bag and everything. And, and what the um, listeners are missing are the uh, hand gesture of you, uh, uh, yeah, you held schlepping it. them around. <laughs> you know, I was, I was the, the desktop lackey for a be- lack of better term, you know, setting up computers, moving large CRT monitors on office chairs because we didn't have a cart, dragging Mac towers in the shuttle up the hill to APNM to drop them off for repair. Oh, <laughs> Dreaming of the idea of a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> and as the group, we merged with the IT folks that supported the IOD group and became Scripps IT. And say 2013, 2014, somewhere in that neighborhood, I, I became the, the kind of help desk supervisor managing the other people. I see. So instead of being the help desk, I was helping help the help desk. Okay. And what did you do? Uh, what are some other jobs you've had at UC San Diego before this current one? I briefly was at GPS, which is not global positioning systems. Mm-hmm. They, it's the school of global policy and strategy. And I was their IT manager there for a little bit. And how did you arrive as the IT services service desk supervisor? I had been looking around on the job site for a while, trying to find something that I felt would be a good next step. And I was also specifically looking for somebody where I I knew the supervisor. And once I saw that it was working with Chuck, I was like, this will be a great job. (laughs) (laughs) And what's, what's the summary of what you do in this role? My primary duty is the care and feeding of my career staff. There are six career staff that work for the service desk. We're currently hiring two. We mm-hmm. just had two transfers. But I also assist in helping out with the students, asking questions. We do a lot of the scheduling work, mm-hmm. take care of tickets that get misrouted, uh, I don't end up doing very many tickets, mm-hmm. which my past self is sad about because you get a lot of satisfaction, like you've solved the issue, okay. right? All right. But, and I don't have to take phone calls, which I do like now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, helping manage the systems and keeping the service desk running smoothly. And has it been a, a year or so in this position, right? Uh, yeah, just a little over a year. I switched uh, the end of August last year. Okay. Yeah. What's been most surprising or eye-opening in this year and change? Can I reframe it as most interesting? Sure. <laughs> okay. Has been how much joy I've gotten out of working with the students. We have about 50 student workers. Mm-hmm. Up to this point, I had only ever had one or none. Mm-hmm. And the students are just such an interesting bunch and they're curious and eager to learn. And they just make it really fun to come into the office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it kind of feels like, you know, when you're not on campus now, like I am not at the moment, mm-hmm. but 
you're kind of missing out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they ask questions and it's, it's just been really interesting. It's a very different modus operandi, but I, I've been really enjoying it. Okay. What's it like though, if there is some major incident or something big happening, is that mm. uh, stressful or is that, uh, it is what? stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, when we had the Wi-Fi shenanigans last fall and I was brand new and had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we spent a lot of time trying to, re- I spent a lot of time trying to relay communication to different parties. I spent a lot of time on teams relaying with uh, the networking team and on Slack, trying to let the sysadmins know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, having been the sysadmin, I feel a great kinship with them and understand the frustration feeling like they're getting drips of information sometimes. So I was really trying to make sure that I could get them as much information as I could. Uh, We often will go out into what we affectionately call the bullpen where most of the students sit Mm -hmm. to do their phone shifts. There's one student who is one of our lead students who will be the floor coordinator and they're Mm -hmm. kind of like running the phone bank so to speak Mm -hmm. and uh when there are a major incident i will i almost always will get my laptop and go out there just so i can be more present and aware of what's going on as Mm -hmm. opposed to in my office gotcha um well i know i know you work at i think you work a hybrid schedule but a lot of people in it services are are probably still 100 percent remote Uh, Mm -hmm. what's it like in a room full of uh other warm bodies a few days a week (laughs) it was an adjustment i was very hesitant to drop the whole masking idea for a long time Mm -hmm. and continued wearing mine long after many people had stopped Uh, Over the summer, it was pretty quiet in the office. A lot of our students were working remotely for the summer because they were at home or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I finally got kind of used to it. But campus itself, (laughs) it's like the pandemic never happened in terms of population. It's just parking is ridiculous. Traffic is ridiculous. The lines for lunch are ridiculous. (laughs) All right, well, say Uh, something. Come on, say something good about being on campus. (laughs) But it's... I was trying to explain this to somebody the first week of classes. It felt like, it felt like the campus had been asleep for two years. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. there was a damper on everything and suddenly it was alive again. Gotcha. And, and there was like this, this energy that was suddenly back. Gotcha. What do you, what do you hear from the students about? Cause you know, some, if they're first or second year, they kind of came mm-hmm. in somewhat normal. I think if they're a third or older student, you know, they would have had to endure the age of COVID. So what are you hearing from the different types of students and, and their uh, experience being back? I mean, the overall sentiment is that they love being back, mm-hmm. that they all dispreferred zoom university but they also loved the idea that they could just watch their classes at their leisure Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i think in general they benefit a lot from being on site and interacting with other students okay uh all right let's close it down on a personal note or two who's in your family and what do you all like doing together 
My husband, Mike, he works at Scripps Oceanography. He's a web developer. He's sitting over here behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, and my daughter, Felicity, she is seven and she is in second grade. We enjoy playing lots of video games together. We play a lot of Minecraft <laughs> together, watching videos about Minecraft. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, any other personal hobbies on uh, on your end? Do you want to share? Uh, sure. I am on a synchronized swimming team for adults for masters. Which Did is, not expect uh, to hear that. I know nobody ever expects to hear that. <laughs> wow. How how does one get into synchronized swimming, either as a kid or an adult? I guess you have to be aware that it even exists yeah. to start. Uh, my point of entry can be blamed on Jessica Hilt. As can uh, many things, I bet. Oh, oh naturally. <laughs> uh, she found out about it by dint of like seeing some people perform somewhere mm-hmm. and joined the team many years ago. And I just joined last year. And then they immediately dragged me to the Masters Nationals that year because oh. <laughs> they needed a warm body. <laughs> to fill the team (laughs) but it's really interesting I've always been interested in being in the water but I was never a swimmer or anything so I I struggle with some of the swimming parts but I did lots of ballet as a kid so the Uh the grace part is a little more natural Mm -hmm. but it's a it's a great workout and I really enjoy the people that I swim with you know, we're all adults and <laughs> struggling to perfect something that the kids do effortlessly. Mm-hmm. I guess you mentioned the balance and, and stuff, but what was the, what's the hardest part about, you know, starting synchronized swimming or what's, what's a misconception about the, the sport? Maybe is it a sport or an art? It's a, well, I mean, they did rename it artistic swimming, so hmm. I'm not sure. I would say it's a sport because it okay. is intense. I mean, you know, they're holding their breath, but Mm -hmm. they're holding their breath while effectively sprinting around underwater. And Mm -hmm. it's just requires so much more breath control than I ever thought. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, Robin, that's definite. uh, Can end on that bombshell. (laughs) (laughs) Synchronized swimming. Wow. Yeah. I'll have to look more into this. (laughs) All right. It's a lot of fun. No. All right. Is uh, Felicity involved in it? She's not. She did a tryout last year and got on the kids team and ultimately decided she didn't want to do it. She was only like five, I think at the Mm -hmm. time. So she, I think she felt like she was too young or Mm -hmm. not fast enough or something, but that's, you know, I'm not going to push her into something uh, that she's not super jazzed about, Um, but she enjoys coming to the shows and watching and cheering on. She was our she was our ticket taker last year for our show. <laughs> Very good. All right, we'll wind it down there. Uh, thank you, Robin, uh, for joining us. Yeah, no problem. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me 
at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.